This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. From Museum of Broken Hearts. Exhibit 8, Plastic Bag of Pistachio Nuts, Iowa City. Dave and I spent four years together. We moved across the country twice. We drove a U-Haul across Pennsylvania in the middle of a rainstorm, and then we did it again, two years later, headed the opposite direction. Pennsylvania surprised us with its size. Somehow it did this twice. I loved Dave with every part of myself, like a wet cloth wrung out. In the first apartment we shared, after about 18 months of living together when we were fighting frequently, we started to notice these gray moths flitting clumsily around our kitchen. When we smashed them against the walls, their innards left silvery trails against the pale paint. We kept killing them, kept fighting, kept hoping that if we killed enough moths, if we had enough fights, that eventually we'd get rid of them for good. After several months, we discovered where the moths were coming from, a plastic bag in the pantry full of old pistachios, thick with the white webbing of their eggs. We threw it out. I kept hoping we'd discover our equivalent of that bag, the core of all our fights, their primal source, so we could banish it. My breakup with Dave at the end of my 20s mattered more than any other breakup ever had and lasted longer, the rupture itself and its residue. Dave and I had spent much of our relationship trying to figure out if our relationship could work, and I thought that breaking up would liberate us from that pull and tug. It didn't. We broke up, got back together, broke up again, then talked about getting married. Our split became my partner the way Dave had been my partner. There was an absence that held his shake, and it followed me everywhere. We often describe our ghosts as voices whispering to us, but I felt Dave as spectral ear, someone to whom I wanted to whisper. For years after we broke up, every thought I had was shaped for him. I kept a physical list of things I wanted to tell him but couldn't, mainly silly daily things about the snow piled between my inner and outer windows during blizzards, about how I dug out my own car after the storm and two lawyers had yelled at me for parking in their lot, about the broiled grapefruit with a burnt sugar crust I'd eaten at our local diner without him who loved grapefruits, about the men I'd thought about seeing in his absence. I want a man here to touch me, I wrote, just so I'll put down this list and stop writing to you. Memories came at me like the state of Pennsylvania in a rainstorm. Every time I thought he was over, that I'd traveled through him, it turned out he wasn't over yet. I could go as many miles as I wanted and there would still be more of how it felt to lose him. I seemed okay because I said so all the time to friends 
and often it felt true, as if my feelings were locked away somewhere else and the key had been taken from me for my own protection. But sometimes, in the night, alone, I woke up desperate for that key to open the door, to get to the locked space. Maybe he would be there, waiting.